Until 7 o'clock, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can text us on 086-8104-106. You can tweet us as well, at Big Red Bench. Love to hear your thoughts on the Cork minor performance today. It was excellent. They were absolutely brilliant against Mayo. Um, absolutely sensational in that game. And a well-deserved win as well for the Rebels. Maura Trasny-Kellig watched it for us. Full-time Cork, 4-12, Mayo, 113. Neither team will be patting themselves on the back as regards to scoring accuracy in this game. It's just that Cork made a much better fist of it with their goal scoring even though they had given away 15 frees by the 40 minute mark Nemo Rangers man Patrick Campbell stood up in the first half with the goal after rounding the keeper but then the Cork fullback Daniel Linhan caused a stir with the beauty of a shot that hit the Mayo net much to the surprise of those standing in defence and put the Lee Siders 6 up into the second half from there on in it was all Cork's way Conor Corbett's late goal ensured Cork go to the final full time Cork 4-12 Mayo 1-13 and yeah that was a cracking goal from Patrick Campbell so I get Cork off the mark. Uh, we're going to hear from him. He was speaking to uh, TG Kahar after being called uh, or de, uh, named Lake Nehmer. Fantastic effort by your lads today. Oh yeah, it was unbelievable to show you training so hard for the last couple of weeks now after we got a bit of a knock to carry in the first game but we really like set a new game plan and just really worked the training. And now three weeks to go to an All-Ireland final. What was it like playing today? Because when the prize is so big, oftentimes it can be a scrappy affair. Today was a scrappy game and I suppose it was all about getting over the line. Oh sure, that's what we came out to do here. We just came to win today. So we, all we did today is just to go to win and win. <laughs> you certainly did. Now you've got three weeks to get ready for the final. The under-20s winning last week, winning an All-Ireland title. Cork reaching the Super 8s. It's on the rise. Have, have the seniors and the under-20s inspired you to take another step here this afternoon? Yeah, sure. We get great confidence from the under-20s winning and even the minor ladies winning. Showing that Cork football is in a good place now, especially with us in an all-round final. So I think Cork football is going in the right direction. Well, well done today. Patrick Campbell is still there. Yeah, Leighton Hemmerha there. Patrick Campbell, fantastic performance uh, from him. and here from Bobby O'Dwyer in a sec. However, uh, Dublin now lead Mayo. It is uh, one eight to eight points. Uh, Conor Callahan with the goal for the Dubs. Uh, just while that interview was uh, going on, so it's Dublin one eight, Mayo eight points. Is how things stand there at the moment. Here from Bobby O'Dwyer, also speaking to TG Carr. That was some display by your lads. Ah, uh, very pleased for the boys. Uh, they did extremely well. Uh, we were very very nervous out there earlier on, but once they got into the, the pattern of the play. Today will stand well for them. And Bobby, it was a nervy sort of a day, and, and I suppose semi finals are like that. The prize is so enormous to be back in the final. Um, it took a lot. I mean, Daniel Lennon's goal was that the turning point where lads settled down. You seem to play much better after that fantastic goal. Yeah, uh, we, had a, we, we created a lot of chances, and we were just the final pass was leaving us down a little bit in, uh, today. But then Danny's goal settled things down, and we kind of drove on. We've done well in the last kind of 10 minutes of, of all our games so far, and uh, I think they shoved it up another gear outside there today and did very well Were you able to enjoy it in the last few minutes when things were I suppose done and dusted? Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll enjoy it maybe later on tonight or tomorrow but uh, it, it was it was heart the heart was racing outside in the sideline there I'd say it certainly was um, Times are good for Cork football now aren't they? I mean between the under 20s and the seniors going well and now yourselves what's, what's bringing this change about do you think? 
Well, I think look, there's always been good football in Cork, and uh, confidence was something that you have to earn and get. Uh, I suppose the run of the 20s this year uh, really stood up for us. Uh, that brought us along. The seniors going well, it brought us along. There's a huge amount of work going on down there in Cork, and I suppose it's the, the things that don't go right is what you hear about not the things that do go right uh, we know there's a lot of work going there there's a lot of huge effort uh, uh, between the underage the under 20s and the seniors and I guess the success of the 20s has, has, has helped us along the way as well because once you get a bit of momentum that brings confidence into your team and they get confidence that they're ahead up and on the front foot That's Bobby O'Dwyer speaking on TG Car. we'll hear more from Bobby on the show uh, a little bit later on um, Dublin have extended their lead they now lead Mayo 110 to 8 points uh, Dublin certainly uh, kicking into gear there in Croke Park. Um, elsewhere, just locally, um, there's a big uh, senior hurling championship uh, double header this evening in Park. You're in at half time, the Pearshig leading St. Finbars, uh, nine points to six. Elsewhere, at seven o'clock, Ballymartle and Middleton uh, go head to head. That's also in Park. You're in. And uh, in Mourne Abbey, Blackrock and Newtown Chandra meeting later on. That's at seven o'clock as well. Elsewhere, this afternoon in the Premier Intermediate uh, Hurling Championship, Ballon Colleg defeating Corsi Rovers. Earlier on this afternoon, uh, it finished uh, Ballancolic 16 points, Corsi's 1-11 at 7 o'clock. It's Ballancolic and Inascara in ovens. All right, uh, victory for Ireland today against Italy in their World Cup warm-up match at the Aviva Stadium. But it has come at a bit of a cost. We'll look Hallahan. Ireland 29, Italy 10. Ireland's World Cup warm-up campaign is off to a winning start. Joe Schmidt's side ran in five tries in defeating Italy by a comfortable 19 points here at the Aviva Stadium in the first of their Guinness Series encounters. Though there'll be concern for out-half Joey Carberry, who limped off to a medical cart after taking a knock to his ankle nine minutes into the second half. Wings Andrew Conway, who was named man of the match, and Dave Carney both crossed the whitewash for the hosts in the opening 40 minutes with Carberry who ended the game with 9 points also scoring a try after a lovely quick offload pass from centre Chris Farrell the Azori grabbed two tries of their own in the first half Maxine Mbanda powering over after a series of Italian penalties in the 12th minute and number 10 Carlo Canna chasing down a kick behind the Irish defence a sloppy try conceded which won't escape the analysis of coach Andy Farrell having led by 19 points to 10 at the interval Ireland stretched their advantage early in the second half with Ulster number 8 Jordy Murphy going over for his third international try. Kieran Marmion on as a second half sub got in on the act just after the hour going over for a try after he blocked down a Colin Brawley clearance. Munster Jewett, John Klein and Mike Haley both earned their first Ireland caps while the coaching team will be hoping that Carberry's injury is not too serious just 41 days before the start of the World Cup. Tougher tests await with England next up at Twickenham on Saturday August 24th ahead of back-to-back clashes with the world's new number one Wales. Full time here at the Aviva Stadium Ireland 29, Italy 10. As you heard well, Will mention their Wales are now the uh, world's number one that's after Australia defeated New Zealand at 47 points to 26 in the rugby championship today it's the most amount of points the Kiwis have ever conceded so now Wales are the world's number one uh, Dublin's lead is now 6 Dublin 111 Mayo 8 points 44 minutes gone on the clock there um, as we mentioned Joy Carberry um, picking up that ankle injury today uh, Joey, um, Joe Schmidt was asked about the status of Carberry's ankle afterwards the good news is Joey there's no fracture it's a bit puffy on the inside of his left ankle um, we're going to give that 24 to 48 hours just for the swelling to go down and if we need to get a picture of it we will um, obviously he's, he's had an x-ray and been cleared of a fracture so that, that's a good news on Joey we don't have anyone else who's of major concern um, first game of the season 
Um, there's a few lung injuries, um, guys who couldn't get enough oxygen in, um, and one particularly that Reese suffered when he got hit quite hard uh, after giving a, a scoring pass that um, he didn't really get a good look at, but Joey Carberry certainly enjoyed the, the end of it. So you know, we're hopefully relatively unscathed, but, but Joey obviously will, will take 24 to 48 hours to, to know for sure. Yeah, it's uh, Schmidt being very cautious there on the, the status of Joy Carberry's ankle injury. He looked in tremendous pain when it happened. He just went into a tackle and um, was pushed back on the ankle. Looked very, very awkward indeed. You could see the pain he was in as he limped to that medical cart. Um, hopefully not too bad, as I will mention in his full-time report, the World Cup 41 days away. Uh, so hopefully Carberry won't be out of action for too long. All right, in the Premier League, um, Aston Villa leading Tottenham by a goal to nil. John McGinn with the goal after nine minutes at the new Stadium and uh, fantastic as well to see uh, Cork's Conor Horan make his Premier League debut. He started in midfield uh, alongside McGinn today. So after 39 minutes, it is at Tottenham nil, Aston Villa one. Elsewhere, another Cork man making his uh, Premier League debut today, and uh, that was uh, Cork's John Egan as uh, he lined out uh, for Sheffield United against Bournemouth. Finished all square, Peter Hood. Bournemouth one, Sheffield United one. A well earned point for the Premier League newcomers. They equalised late in the game through their veteran Billy Sharp, a second half substitute after Chris Meffham had fired Bournemouth into the lead a lead they didn't really deserve because Sheffield United were very workmanlike as you'd expect and they gave a good account of themselves but Sharp's late finish meant it finished Bournemouth 1 Sheffield United 1 Alright this is running away from Mayo a bit the Dubs have just added a second goal uh, 47 minutes on the clock they lead 2-11 to uh, eight points uh, Conor Callaghan with his second goal of the game so now Dublin lead by nine and it looks like uh, they've found that second gear that extra gear I should say and it looks like they're going to book their place in the All-Ireland final unless Mayo can get their act together but it's looking like um, I'm very calm and there's a bit of a swagger about the Dubs now after Mayo led uh, at half time but it's Dublin lead 2-11 to 8 points at latest score there from Croke Park. Uh, just another full-time report you played. That was uh, Watford and Brighton. Andrew Shield. Watford nil, Brighton 3. Brighton, good volley for the win. Dangerous on the break throughout. True, there was luck in their first goal. Takure stabbing low past his own goalkeeper. The next two, though, both came from substitutes and both on excellent fast breaks. And Doni seconds after coming on and Mope five minutes later. Watford had plenty of possession but failed to serve the strikers anywhere near sufficiently and it finished Watford nil, Brighton 3 the early kickoff saw West Ham uh, well beaten by Manchester City the holders off to uh, a great start and uh, going top of the table on goal difference as well Guy Swindles was at the Olympic Stadium West Ham nil, Manchester City 5 City superb Raheem Sterling to the fore with a wonderful hat trick there were also goals for Jesus and for Aguero from the penalty spot but in the second half VAR controversies rather overshadowed events on the field when City had a good goal disallowed for a fractional offside and Aguero got to retake the penalty in absurd circumstances West Ham nil, Manchester City 5 Yeah, VAR um, kind of taking the headlines away from Raheem Sterling and that wonderful hat-trick it's a day. they had a goal disallowed after a video review as well uh, striker Gabriel Jesus um, was deemed offside by what looked like millimetres game was delayed for about three minutes um, while the goal was disallowed um, not massively a fan of VAR um, 
the guy was millimetres I suppose technically he is offside but three minutes of a delay for that is it working properly not entirely sure um, Pep Guardiola, Guardiola um, he's happy enough with the technology only what I wish my wish is the VAR don't make a mistakes because when it's offside is offside when it's penalty is penalty so it's, it's not a problem but I think it will be more fair and West Ham boss uh, Manuel Pellegrini is in favour as well. It's not easy to be used to accept or to weigh those seconds, uh, but if you use it in the correct way and not, you are not always asking for the VAR, I think that will improve the league. All right, Liverpool with a 4 1 win over Norwich last night. The big concern over them, though, is the calf injury sustained by goalkeeper Allison. Um, he went to take a goal kick, uh, went down with a calf injury. And uh, former West Ham keeper Adrian making his debut just four days after signing for the European Champions Corks. Cuevan Kelleher out injured as well, uh, which is massively unfortunate given the the uh, injury to Alisson and uh, Klopp. Therefore, worried about the cover they have in the position. He's a very confident guy, and uh, he came in. He, I don't think he he wanted to sit only on the bench for the next uh, couple of years. He was uh, he made himself ready, but you still don't want to have a situation where where one goalie is fit <laughs> that's how it is uh, in the Scottish Premiership Celtic uh, continuing their fine start uh, they followed the 7-0 thrashing of St Johnston with a 5-2 victory over Motherwell Bosnia Lennon uh, saying it was a, a great display from his side we didn't start the game well we were again back in the, some bad old habits inviting pressure we didn't need to do we need to so we, we eradicated that and then from then on there was some outstanding individual performance and outstanding team performance all right, latest score from Croke Park at 50 minutes on the clock. It is uh, Dublin who lead by 10 points, Dublin 2-12, Mayo 8 points. Got Connor Lane actually, uh, the man in the middle for that one, uh, refereeing the game. But it's Dublin 2-12, uh, Mayo 8 points. And it looks like Dublin are uh, going to book their place in the All-Ireland final. With 20 minutes left to go, a lot of uh, football still to be played, but Mayo needs to start picking up scores, needs to start picking up scores quickly. And a goal would do wonders for them at this stage. Stating the obvious, I know, but they need something and they need something very, very quickly. Indeed. I'm uh, going to look at uh, the FAI Cup action. It's been a uh, hectic enough uh, couple of days uh, for Cork sides. Cork City barely making it through last night. Uh, we'll hear from John Cotter in just a bit. Um, we're going to hear from um, Co-Ramner's boss Stuart Ashton as well. They're taking on Dundalk tonight in about 45 minutes time down in St. Comans Park. Um, but uh, Co-Wanderers uh, beaten 1-0 by Limerick last night. An excellent performance uh, from Wanderers considering they're still in their pre-season the Munster Senior League doesn't kick off until next week uh, their manager is Darren Murphy he's been chatting to Lucas Keating yeah coming in uh, look we, we we did well I think um, overall we're probably you know our first game in we, were, we weren't that bit sharp and uh, again goals win games and take your chances and look Limerick got, got, got their chance and they took it and won one nil. but for me I'm happy because what all I was saying to the lads is you know it's still our pre-season it's uh, their first game so you know once they go out there and enjoy themselves and play a good brand of football which they did and we were able to get young lads on the pitch that for me was uh, uh, outstanding like you know from the lads so yeah and uh, lots of positives obviously you start Munster Senior League next week so lots of positives to take from tonight into your first game yeah definitely definitely uh, you always try and take the positives out of the game and anyway. um, look we, we, we play we play decent football but again it's a, it's a really it's a really nice pitch you know it's a big pitch gives you the opportunity to do that once a senior league game again it'll be a totally different game next week next Sunday against Ringman so again we just have to go and prepare for it and that's that's what we try to do is prepare for each game as, as it comes like you know yeah. 
Yes, Darren Murphy there speaking after uh, last night's uh, game and uh, fair play to uh, the uh, Wanderers team. They certainly um, performed very, very well last night uh, against Limerick down at St. Coleman's Park. It's fantastic actually seeing Wanderers playing St. Coleman's Park. Fantastic seeing the Town of Cove come together for Wanderers and Ramblers again tonight. There was a John press conference held in a photo uh, earlier on uh, in the week, which is fantastic to see. It's all progress down in Cove and uh, congratulations uh, to them on... Um, on doing that and it was great to see and it was great to see the press conference down in uh, photo as well um, I said Mayo needed a goal before we went into that uh, interview they have scored a goal it is now uh, Mayo 1-8 Dublin 2-12 so the gap has been reduced to 7 points um, so fingers crossed uh, well I suppose we're technically neutral here but I think everyone would like to see Mayo into the All-Ireland final at the expense of the Dubs uh, except for people from Dublin so I think the vast majority of neutrals would like to see Mayo in the final but they've got a lot of work to do still a lot of ground to make up it is uh, currently Dublin 2-12 Mayo 1-8 is how it stands at the moment uh, Lee Keegan it was with the goal for Mayo alright as I mentioned um, Co-Ramblers are in action against Dundalk tonight uh, 7 o'clock is the kick-off time for that one down in uh, St. Coman's Park. Um, a lot of confidence, I think, in the Ramblers' camp because, of course, they defeated uh, Dundalk in the EA Sports Cup by semi-final last year down in St. Coman's Park. What a game that was and uh, what a goal that was from Chris Hall. They beat Shelburne last week in the, F- uh, in the, the league in the first division, beaten by a goal to nil. And uh, maybe Dundalk might have their eye off the ball after... Um, their European exploits during the week and uh, the return leg to happen next week. I caught up with the Ramblers boss Stuart Ashton. Stuart Ashton, um, how big I suppose is to a Saturday night's game? Yeah, it's a huge game. Um, obviously, we know the importance of it. Um, great occasion, as been said all week, um, for the for Cove Town itself with uh, Wanderers playing as well. But for ourselves, um, a cup tie at home, which is what we wanted from day one, a home tie and arguably the, the best team in the land at the minute uh, FBI Cup holders as well so the occasion, the occasion is huge but having said that we've got to go there um, and we've got nothing to lose you know we go there um, and the lads the lads learn from the occasion soak up the occasion and you know we've shown we've shown now in the last few weeks that we're going in the right directions um, we were organised against the best team in our own league uh, against shells there and then when we could have the chance to play we went out and played so hopefully if we can get that mentality again um, we'll make it hard from them we'll make it competitive and that's the main thing we're looking for yeah, Confidence must be sky high after that Shelburne one on Saturday yeah, um, the last few weeks the lads are buying into what we're trying to do. Um, you know, you, you put your own little stamp on things when you're in charge. So hopefully they're buying into that. They're expressing themselves. You know, we've, we've got to be careful though against uh, obviously the experience of um, Dundalk that any any silly things and we'll get exposed and they'll tear us apart. So we've got to be careful of that. But you you make mistakes from learning as well. So you know, there's a there's a there's a balance that has to be right um, 
and they'll get it right as we did against Shells and they'll get it wrong as we did second half against Limerick so that's that's the learning curve and that's that's what they're on at the minute and we don't have a problem with that as long as they keep learning and if they're learning um, the team will get better and then we'll be with performances will show from that Now they had a tough European tie last night they obviously have another game next week um, they'll be coming down maybe make a few changes but after what you did to them in the EA Sports Cup last week they certainly won't be taking you for granted last year Yeah exactly I mean you know um as, as we said, that they, they probably will make changes. Obviously, that's their own business. You know, we'll be we'll be thinking that as from our point of view, looking into the game. Um, again, you know, it's, it's a, down to the individuals on the day. Whoever they, whoever, whatever team they put out, it's the quality side. We can't uh, dispute that. So, from our point of view, you know, yes, they might get a reminder of last year's performance, <laughs> and that's bad for us. I think so. <laughs> we won't mention it. Keep it quiet. With <laughs> Last year when you did beat them, the crowd played a massive part in that win. How important is it to get a big crowd up in St. Coleman's Park on Saturday night? Yeah, obviously, you know, the players themselves, that's what they're, that's what they're dreaming of, playing out in, in front of uh, big crowds. So the bigger the crowd, the better. And if we can show glimpses of what we can do and get the crowd behind us and hopefully turn against them, then, then you've got a great occasion and a great atmosphere, which is what we're looking for. And as I said already, that's what every player dreams of. So hopefully, yeah, we get the crowd out. As I've said already, it's a great occasion for the town with um, Wanderers playing as well. So if they get out for that, one and they've got a great opportunity there as well they've got nothing to lose there so and and they can do do a great job so but from our perspective we'll we'll do our best we can uh, competitive and compete for it and go for it Hi Stuart, best of luck. Great stuff, thanks Roy. Yeah, one of the game's nice guys, Stuart Ashton, they're doing a great job uh, with Cove Ramblers after stepping into the hot seat after uh, Stephen Henderson's rather abrupt departure a couple of weeks back, uh, but doing a great job and fingers crossed uh, they can get a result against them tonight. How fantastic would that be to see Ramblers uh, defeat the, the holders in St. Coleman's Park tonight, 7 o'clock is the kickoff time for that one. Hopefully a big crowd down there as well to cheer the Ramblers on. Looks like it might be a nice evening for football. Well, I looked out the back window there, it looks grey and windy, overcast, uh, but hopefully it stays dry, um, the most important thing for that, but uh, fingers crossed for a Ramblers win tonight. Uh, just to get you up to date in the Senior Hurling Championship, St. Finbars and uh, Napiershire going head to head, and it is the Bars who lead by 112 to 12 points, so on Finn with a penalty uh, for... Uh, the Bars there putting them at three points clear with 49 minutes on the clock and uh, Dublin have got another point it's Dublin 2-13 Mayo 1-8 uh, they're uh, kind of uh, taking this thing out of uh, Mayo's fight back there and uh, expertly doing it as well you kind of have to admire it in a way uh, so with 12 minutes on the clock there it's Dublin 2-13 Mayo 1-8 is how that stands right going to talk about Cork City before we do that I'm actually going to go to a half time report from uh, White Hart Lane where Nigel Bidmead is watching Tottenham and Aston Villa Tottenham nil, Aston Villa 1 Spurs started well and Lucas Moura missed a wonderful opportunity to head the home side in front before a long ball down the middle in the ninth minute was collected by Villa midfielder John McGinn he turned a defender before sweeping a low left-footed shot beyond Hugo Lloris Villa have had other chances too most notably for Egypt winger Trezeguet Spurs have engineered a couple of openings Harry Kane headed over just before the break Spurs nil, Villa 1 Right, so as I mentioned, Cork City just about making it into the FAI Cup, uh, the next round of the FAI Cup last night, uh, with a win on penalties 
over uh, First Division Cy Cabantilli at Stradbrook City had gone ahead uh, thanks to uh, Conor McCarthy's uh, goal after 20 minutes but then um, Kevin Knight equalised uh, for Cabantilli forcing the game into extra time Rob Manley put uh, Cabantilli ahead and it looked like they were going to progress at the expense of the side who had booked their place in the final in the last four years won the, the, the FA Cup twice in the last four years as well but Ronan Hurley popped up uh, with the equaliser right at the death in the last minute of extra time to force penalties uh, Cork City then went on to win uh, 5-4 after Mark Nulty say Mark McNulty saved the opening penalty from Campbell Tilly I'm uh, going to hear now from our boss John Cotter a relieved boss John Cotter speaking to the media after the game look obviously I thought we played well for half an hour and um, let our standards slip a bit and got a bit sloppy and they came back into the game and uh, we never really came out second half they put us under a lot of pressure with free kicks long throws corners balls into the box and then we should, probably should have defended the free for the first goal a lot better than what we did and uh, but look we showed a bit of character at the end um, showed a bit of character and a bit of guts and maybe got a bit of luck as well that we wouldn't have got for a long time really so hopefully that might be a turning point it's been something that uh, this team has been questioned about I mean we never put it out like that is that confidence boosting for you that's a good thing yeah? yeah look hopefully look with the boys have been absolutely for me they've been brilliant to be fair um, I wouldn't knock any of them they've all been as you said confidence has been down and it's tough and look we're not a late goal last week as well but luckily we were on the on the other side of that tonight and I think we were due a bit of luck as well and uh but look, young Ron Hurley still showed a lot of quality in the finish as well and Dan Casey would put up the great to pull the ball back to him and um, hopefully that is that's what we're saying to the boys inside that this is hopefully the start of our season now we need to kick on and it's just lately we've been doing well in a couple of games and just letting it slip so we need to build a bit of momentum now and go into next Friday And like what do you think it was that the lads couldn't build on the good start? Um, we just started I think at times fellas they were playing well and then they just tried to we were telling pass it quick and simple and then uh, people started trying things that they shouldn't have been trying. We started giving the ball away. People were trying to force it and we just kept giving the ball away and we started getting deeper and deeper and uh, it's hard to get out of that when you're in it then. And, um, as I said, Kevin Teeley played well as well, to be fair, and they put yeah. us under a lot of pressure and uh, they probably feel they're hard done by as well. How did you practice penalties? Um, look, the boys have practiced quite regularly anyway um, after training and um, look, the lads that took them, we know... They're all good lads, and um, obviously Mark was was able to get his hands to one as well. So, um, but look, yeah, look, they still have to show a bit of character to stand stand up there and take them. And obviously Conor McCormick was taking Ron Howard to take his, <laughs> but he still showed the composure to to put it away. And look, hopefully that's a confidence boost, booster for those boys. Especially, so. uh, especially now, given that next Friday is away to Waterford, you know, who are kind of down the same part of the table as you, it, it's good to be going into that, you know. In a positive frame of mind. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's amazing what winning a shootout does for the difference in the dressing room. But um, look, it's grand saying it. We need to bring it in, but we just have to have to do it now. And that's from from when we start preparing for the Waterford game, which will start tomorrow. And uh, we need to do that because it'll be a tough game. It's you never get an easy game down there. And um, no doubt, Rennie yeah. down there will have him well, yeah. well motivated for it as well. So look, it should be a great game, and hopefully we can take a bit of confidence out of this and um, bring it into that and Dara wasn't involved tonight was he injured no no Dara wasn't injured to be fair it was just um, just wasn't involved to be okay. fair um, we just rotated a bit that way and look obviously the boys that came off the bench tonight did great yeah. as well Benno obviously Benno was Benno yeah. um, it was great to get Alec Byrne onto the pitch as well who yeah. I thought did well when he came on and 
obviously Derek Crowley as well and um geez, who was the fourth? I can't think. Uh, Joel. Joel. Joel, yeah. Sure. Um, and Connor was first off. Is that likely to be serious? Or? Um, I just spoke to Fizzle there. Look, it's hard to really gauge it now, but he came off quite early. So yeah. Just as he was tightening up. So look, hopefully it's only more of a precaution and he should be okay. But look, that's, it's too early to call that right yeah. now, to be honest. And he's been captaining the team the last week. Yeah. with Carroll back. Is that mm. kind of a permanent change now? Yeah, it's something I thought of for a while. And um, look, obviously a couple of weeks ago against Rovers, uh, Carroll and Bucks, who would have been the captain, yeah. vice captain, were both missing. And, I just gave it to Connor, and I think he, like I know some people give a captaincy to people to try and get more out of them, yeah. but I gave it to him because he deserved it. And um, Connor's 21, a lad who's come through the academy, and in my time in this position, he's been absolutely brilliant. He's been unbelievable, to be fair. He scored again yeah. tonight. Um, and look, if he is out for a period of time, he'd be a massive loss to us, but Connor deserves the captaincy, and look, as long as he was happy for it, I was happy to keep, let him keep it. Yeah. How important is it to win this one so long? You don't have a game, you don't have a weekend off in two weeks' time. Just be yeah. where you are in the season. Where you are in the season. Oh, yeah. You know, the fans, if they thought there's nothing to look forward to, they could go away, but now they might stay. Well, there might be something at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, it was huge to win, huge to get through. Um, and look, we didn't play well for probably after the, la- after the first 30, 35 minutes. We didn't play well, and... Um, Look, we haven't won many games. I know, we, look, the game was won on penalties, but we haven't, let's say, won many games when we haven't played that well either this season. So, look, hopefully a bit of character and a bit of guts and the boys will take a bit of confidence from that. And, uh, look, it was huge to do that, to be fair. It was huge to get through. Um, obviously, the supporters deserve a cup run. We love a cup run. Everyone loves a cup run. I've had enough of them lately, no? Hope <laughs> you never get sick of that. Um, so, look, that's that's the plan again, hopefully. But, um, look, we can park that now. Look, I know the draw is Monday or so, but... We can park that now and all our focus goes into next Friday against Waterford and uh, we just need to get back to taking it one game at a time that way and that's what we plan to do for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's John Collar there speaking after last night's uh, win on penalties over Cabin Tilly in the FAI Cup uh, to book their place uh, in the next round. Hopefully Cove Ramblers can join them when they kick off against Dundalk at uh, 7pm this evening. Uh, just the latest scores, it is Dublin 3-14, Mayo 1-9. The Dubs adding a third goal, so they now lead uh, by 11 points. There's two and a half minutes on the clock there and uh, Dublin are going to book their place in the All-Ireland Final against either Kerry or Tyrone. And in the senior Hurling Championship down in Park you're in the bars are leading the Pierce Shake 114 to 15 points after 55 minutes um, in that game down there and that's the Senior Hurling Championship uh, returns uh, so uh, there's just a couple of minutes left in that game there right still to come on the show tonight we are going to have more reaction uh, from the uh, Cork Minor Camp after their fantastic win today over Mayo that booked their place in the All-Ireland Final going to have a reaction as well from the Ireland Rugby Camp after their win over Italy today but up next we're talking to Aidan Amani as he previews uh, Kerry and Tyrone in the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Thank you for choosing the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM this evening. My name is Rory. I'm here until 7pm. Uh, it's almost all over bar. The shouting now at the moment in uh, Croke Park. Uh, the Dubs are leading Mayo. Uh, they're comfortably leading Mayo as well in the uh, closing stages of their All-Ireland Football Championship uh, semi-final. It is the Dubs lead 3-14 to 1-9 11-point lead for Dublin. So they're on their way to the All-Ireland final yet again. Uh, will it be... 
Kerry or will it be Tyrone who they'll be facing in the decider in three weeks time for more on that we've been speaking to Kingdom legend Aidan O'Mahony no problem okay we're joined on the line by Paddy Powers GA ambassador Aidan O'Mahony ahead of a massive massive game for Kerry tomorrow against Tyrone in the All-Ireland semi-final first off Aidan uh, how would you sum up Kerry's summer so far yeah, I suppose, look, um, Peter Keane's obviously had to come in this year and um, I suppose it's a new look panel. Um, a lot of young lads have, I suppose, cut their teeth in the championship, which is a very positive thing for Kerry. Um, the Mayo game at home in Clarny was probably the, I suppose, the best game, obviously, with the Donegal game. Uh, the meat game the last day was a bit disappointing. Um, I suppose at times we might have been opened up at the back, which is a bit worrying. So I suppose there's a bit of learning from all the games, but at the same time they're inside the Northern semi-final and look carrying Northern semi-final. You know they're, they're a danger to any team. Like so, I think it's been very positive. And as I said, we've unearthed, unearthed a lot of young lads as well, like which is a, a great thing going forward. David Clifford is uh, back in the starting fifteen after missing out the last day. How important is that for Kerry tomorrow? Ah yeah, look, he played last year. He, he won his first All Star. Um, like at 19, 20 years of age, he's just an exceptional talent. Um, the day in Clarny we watched him, he was just unmarkable, you know. And you know, I, I think it's a good thing that the team the last day they played without him and beat Meat. And I think coming into the game the, the next day, I think he'll be looking forward to playing Tyrone as well. And look, I think those young lads, they're intelligent footballers as well, and they know the kind of system that they'll be up against. And obviously, they know that there'll be a bit of bite in the game, and that they won't be getting. Um, I suppose a free pass from any of the Tyrone players. Like so, you know, it's I think Crow Park suits players like David Clifford, and he is a big player for the big day, and we've seen that before. Like so, hopefully he'll kick on now again tomorrow evening. What are you expecting from Tyrone tomorrow, Eden? Um, I, I think two things. I think um, at the start of the year they obviously went fifteen and fifteen. I think they got caught out by Donegal, and I suppose they were very porous at the back, and it was showing up. And then they went back to their old system of dropping Colin Cavanagh back on the D. And it'll really shore up. Um, obviously, I suppose, <clears throat> we'd watch the Cork game, and Cork had him in trouble in, in several times. And mm. I suppose the biggest thing I've seen that day is they moved Matty Donnelly from wing forward into the full forward line, and you know, it totally changed the game. And I think that was a kind of a trump card that Mickey Hart was holding on to, I think, till maybe a semi final, and he had to use it. But, you know, Tyrone will play with intensity, they'll they run, you know, they play that running game. They've been there last year in the Ireland final. I think they'll have something to prove. Well, I, I think they'll have looked at last year's Ireland final and probably said to themselves, we didn't do ourselves justice. And now they'll probably look at the Kerry game saying, you know, if we can get over Kerry and Ireland semi-final, we'd be well prepared for final. And it's kind of vice versa with Kerry as well. I think that it's the ideal game for both teams that if you're getting to an Ireland final, you're definitely going to be tested here. Like So I think Tyrone will definitely try to frustrate Kerry. I think they'll try to stifle out the full back or the full forward line. And, um, you know, as I said, I think Colin Cavanaugh was sit in the D and uh, from there just play a running game um, There's obviously quite a lot of history between Kerry and Tyrone I was reading Colin Cooper today talking about the battles in the, uh, the 2000s between the two counties uh, which he described as uh, fairly bitter <laughs> Yeah, yeah look, I, I suppose the, the one thing from our time obviously I played in uh, 2005 and 8 and look I played in the game we beat him in Clarny in 2012 and I played again in 2015 we beat him in Bumcrow Park you know so obviously yeah they beat us in all Ireland finals they were probably hard ones to take and um, you know you're always trying to get that monkey off your back and we were lucky enough to get off and those games they were played with you know there was no kind of step back taken from either side and uh, I think it's different now though Rory in that mm. A lot of young lads have come through and, you know, they wouldn't have been involved in those games or they wouldn't look at that game now as, 
I suppose, something similar to back then. But obviously, for both of them, I think the biggest carrot dangling in front of them is that you'll be playing either Mayo and Dublin in all Ireland final, and look, finals are there to be won. Like, so I just think, yes, there'll be definitely a bit of bite to the game because we see even in the league game this year in Killarney, you know, Kerry turned over Tyrone with a very young team. And I think Tyrone will probably look at that as well and they'll probably say, yeah, this is a young team, we can get at them. But I think Kerry are playing at the moment with a bit of, I suppose, they have no fear. And that's with the youth as well. Like So it, it is all the makings of a, a fantastic game. Do you fancy Kerry tomorrow, Eden? I do, I do. And, uh, you know, I, I'd be, I'd know Mulligan well there. And um, we were kind of hopping ball off each other there all week about who was giving who the most roastings in second games. I think it was one all in the finish. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the biggest thing, like, for tomorrow is that, you know, especially in the semi-final, I always talk with it for teams, is you need to perform. Like, you can't be having an eye in the final and saying, you know, if we do this tomorrow, if we do that. You just need to perform on the day. And, you know, you just, like, I think for, for Kerry, it, it's a young side. And a lot of people will probably say, look, they've got to semi-final. They've done very well this year. But look down here. I suppose the one good thing is we're always judging when you're Irons. And that's, I suppose, that's just the way it's been. I think it's been there since the Kerry Golden Year time. You know, you're judging when you're Irons. And there'll be, I suppose, there'll be a bit of pressure on them. And there'll be an expectation on Kerry to beat Tyrone as well tomorrow. But at the same time, as I said, Tyrone will come with all guns blazing. But get over this game, uh, Kerry, and I think they have a great chance in the Ireland final then. Yeah, will it be Dublin or uh, Mayo in the, the final with them? Oh gee, sorry, that, that's the hard one. Um, <laughs> look, obviously your heart would say Mayo. I think the whole country is saying Mayo, but it's, it's, very, it's very hard to see. Like, I, I watched Dublin the last day. Um, look, I suppose there's a lot of factors. Mayo has kind of, I suppose, come full circle since they played Kerry and Killarney. It might have been an eye-opener. Um, Dublin, on the other hand, I suppose you've seen above the last day, above Noma. You know, they're the second-string team out. Like, they rest the last of their big players. You know, the likes of Jack McCaffrey. These are the guys that really make them take in games. And uh, I suppose the Dear McConnelly factor in that, you know, he's come back into the panel. You'll be kind of wondering, like, has that upset uh, maybe some of the younger lads that have been trying there and thereabouts last year or two trying to get into the panel, get into the team. But I think Jim Gavin knows now that, you know, you need your big players and big days, and he's a big player for him. And... Uh, I just think I think it's it's Dublin's to lose. You know, I think Mayo would want to have everything going well from on the day. And I think the biggest thing that Mayo, they need to score two or three goals if they're going to beat Dublin. You know, that's the biggest thing I've seen from the last couple of years. They lost by point in both games, but I think they only scored one goal against Dublin. So I think if they are to beat Dublin today or turn over Dublin, they'd want to be scoring two or three, three goals. But this is the Mayo team that are probably unpredictable at the best. And, you know, they could do anything, which is the great thing about them. They have that kind of... Uh, X-Factor in the GA you kind of love him and hate him you'd hate to see him beat your own team but you'd love to see him beating yeah. someone else but uh, you know it's, it's a hard one but at the other side if Dublin if Dublin hit form you know they could beat him by 10 points Finally Aidan while I have you just a word on Cork I mean like it was kind of a, a mixed summer I suppose not a great summer for Cork seniors but the under 20s winning the All-Ireland last week will be a shot in the arm for the entire county I think so yeah and uh, you know I, I trained on the Keith Rick and myself in CIT and um he had a lot of guys in CIT when we were fresher and I suppose second year in college and none of us were playing in the county and I think most of the, the team we had in the Sigurds in that time we all went on to play in the county and he brings that kind of belief in the group and you know that kind of drive and motivation which you've seen the last year because a lot of teams under 20 at that age if they went down 1-6 to no score you, you'd have said they'd have wiltered and they'd have died out of the game but they actually got stronger and I met a few of them during the week there they're actually very level-headed guys and they love playing football and they spoke highly of him about that you know all year they, it was it was a panel game it wasn't just 1-15 to 15, it was 1-34-5 to 34, 5. 
and I think it'll it, it, it definitely stand cock in, in the years going forward and I suppose you'll probably look at the Cork senior panel now that's there this year they'll be looking over their shoulder saying there's definitely going to be seven or eight those under 20 guys coming in next year and I just think now that Cork are in a great position because even in the championship this year and the Super 8s they really performed like if you look at the Tyrone game there was a chance in the second half there I don't know was it one of their the centre forward wing forward went to go and maybe hand pass across and it was into the net it might have been a different game mm. they could be playing Kerry and Aller in final and I don't think the Roscommon game I think was one of those games it was hard to get up for so I, I really think from where they were after the league and people were kind of putting the back off them and stuff to where they are now I think they're in a good healthy position now we don't want them too healthy for the most <laughs> championship next year maybe maybe after Rory be fine so you can you know kind of saunter away in the league and stuff for yourself like. but yeah look as I said at the start of the year Kerry needs Cork going well as well like and yeah. you know speak about provincial finals and Munster championships look nothing beats Kerry and Cork no. you know on a, a summer day Hey, Nomani, uh, Paddy Power, GA Ambassador. Pleasure talking to you as always. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow. Pleasure, Rory. Thank you. Yes, the Kerry legend there, Aidan O'Mahony, uh, tipping Kerry to uh, face uh, Tyrone tomorrow. And he was spot on with his analysis as well of uh, Dublin and uh, Dublin and Mayo. Uh, we recorded that earlier on today, obviously, and he said uh, Mayo need to score two or three goals. They were to beat the Dubs. They did not. It has finished uh, with a, a victory uh, for Dublin this afternoon. 3.14 to one ten. The drive for five for the Dubs continues. Uh, they are into the All-Ireland final. Will it be Kerry or will it be Tyrone who they'll face in the decider uh, Aidan fairly confident that Kerry will oversee uh, overcome Tyrone tomorrow afternoon in Croke Park 3 o'clock start uh, for that one and of course all Cork guys will be on the minor game as well uh, between Kerry and Galway that is at uh, half past one tomorrow in headquarters of course the winners will face the Rebels in the All-Iron final in three weeks uh, full time as well from Porky Rain the Bars have beaten the Pearshig 116 to 16 points was how it finished uh, on Finn's penalty the difference between the sides in that senior hurling championship game uh, going to full time report uh, we won't get a full time report uh, we'll get that in a bit uh, from uh, Croke Park uh, but now we're going to go back uh, indeed to Croke Park uh, Maura Trasny Kallick has been speaking to Cork minor manager Bobby O'Dwyer after the uh, 4 113 win against Mayo today I'm joined by a very happy Bonnishtor from Cork a minor Bonnishtor and uh, you're in the final Yes, uh, absolutely delighted. Uh, delighted for the team, delighted for the work that they put in and delighted for their performance today. I know they've, they've earned the right to compete in the All-Ireland Final. Uh, so three, we've three weeks now to get ready and see where we go. I'm sure this has been thrown through many a time, but is it another sign that Corkness is coming back? Ah, yeah, look, it's, it's just great. Uh, like, again being down in Cork we know there's an awful lot of work being done at, at, at Cork or in Cork we knew the huge amount of efforts that are going in you need a little bit of success you need to get the bit of confidence and obviously confidence and success brings headlines and positive headlines and it's just great to be involved in that Watching the game there especially in the first half neither side I suppose they were wasteful and that's understandable Crow Park it's a new experience it's a big field and you're there as a young lad for a lot of them for the first time second half though the goals really opened up and it's not often you see a full back scoring a goal yeah, it, it, we. I felt we actually settled quite well. We were getting into positions. We were creating the scoring chances. But absolutely, you're right. Uh, our execution on a few occasions uh, left us down, and that it, that was down to nervousness. There's no doubt whatsoever about that. That was nervous. 
we got him in at half time and we had a chat with the lads we weren't doing anything too wrong there was two or three little areas we had to concentrate on and, and, and work on and we we wanted to get the ball out of the middle a little bit out of the space because Mayo, Mayo were, had a couple, two sweepers back at different times during the game and we were inclined to go down the middle a little bit too often and once we tried to pull him out wide we created the chances create the one-on-ones and, and we got through for the goals and, and goals do win matches you were very good as well at breaking down the Mayo kickout in the first half, but it reaped rewards in the second half. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We we put a lot of work into that. Uh, Mayo had to change their their, their kickout strategy uh, there today um, because the the way our forwards and our midfield in particular worked, uh, not to give them a chance. Uh, people don't often see that, but the, the the amount of work and effort that goes into that by by, by the forwards is phenomenal. So whilst they may not be scoring, the, the 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 effort they put in is they create the scoring chances for others. And look, that's what we're about as a team. So well done to them all. Finally, now you've got a, an interesting three weeks ahead now as you prepare for an All-Ireland final. Well, it's a, it's a new experience for us all, and, 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 and we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, with three weeks, we'll, 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 we'll head back to Cork tonight now, and uh, we'll just have a look at the injuries, get, make sure everybody recovers, get everybody right, um, and we'll sit, down, we'll sit down next week and prepare, with, as you say, three weeks to, to get ready now for the big one. So you're not staying here to spy on tomorrow? Uh, I am personally, but, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, no, the team are going back tonight. And I'm saying to somebody, we have fellas who live further from Cork City than the trip from Dublin to Cork, so we need to get them back. We need to get them back uh, uh, early tonight. You know? Brilliant. Kermila Magus, thank you. Yeah, it's Bobby O'Dwyer there. Very happy man. Speaking tomorrow, trust me, Callig, after uh, today's uh, win over Mayo 4 12 to uh, 1 13 is how that uh, finished. Uh, still, uh, Aston Villa leading. Tottenham by a goal to nil an hour now on the clock there going to hear briefly from a very disappointed Mayo boss Thomas Morley or Thomas Morley that's been tomorrow Thomas Morley not a good Mayo day at the office not not the way you I'm sure planned it you were favourites coming into this yeah well, I don't know we were favourites now um, I think uh, I think Cork uh, two weeks ago and uh, knew they were a really good team they were strong they were probably physically stronger than us um, we have guys that over the last uh, year have showed like sort of that um, individual flair and scoring goals when you know when we were down and out and but today and in Co Park and all the uh, I suppose the stress that goes with that I just I think it was in their legs a little bit and I think their, their confidence levels wasn't as high but this weekend went really well and our preparation was really good um, I just think that you know there has to be a winner and I think Cork were a better team today Cork were better um, all around the field and they had finishers and uh, we need to get to that uh, pace um, but I think we will I think as a county we're going we're going in the right uh, we're going in the right direction and uh, hopefully today I think the seniors that uh, they'll push on and show us how to do it I, I, I did say you were a favourite coming into it because obviously of the performance against Dublin but at the same time they're still very young and I often think like can you really judge form at this age I think as opposed to all all stages and all grades at this young age it really is every game takes on a life of its own it is and I, you know I was here last year um, watching uh, the minors in the actual um, in the in Crow Park and they looked really you know everyone you know, was watching Russian Galway had a cousin on it and uh, um, they looked so small and you know it's different that year is a, is a big uh, is a big difference and uh, as I said uh, in the other interview there that it can really be hard for them to bank this as an experience because you know they might have a year or two where they're not involved in county now because their own twenties is the next one and um, you know it's really I suppose it's hard to know um, what they take out of it but I know 
um, really proud of them. They're uh, were really, I suppose, they worked really hard to get to where they where they were. And uh, I said, beating uh, uh, Galway and beating Dublin was a highlight. But when you look back on it, the, the, the collective game wasn't as good as it should have been. And I think today that maybe showed a little bit again. I know there's two schools of thought as well when we talk about minors bringing them to Crow Park. One, it's a wonderful day out. It's a great achievement. As it, uh, There are children, you know, it's, yeah. it's great to get this day out in Crow Park, especially if you win. If you don't, you've awful memories. I do sometimes wonder, what's your own opinion? Is it good or should we leave it till they're a little bit older and a little bit more able to cope if you're getting abuse from the hill? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know, we always hear yeah. about the pitch being so big. Mm, oh, well, I don't think the, 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 the abuse comes into definitely a minor level, but, uh, um, and you can't really hear anything but support, but... Um, I wouldn't be talking about the Croke Park thing in the sense that uh, it shouldn't um, like I mean Cork you could say it didn't affect them and they'll have great memories out of it someone has to lose um, I suppose the maybe the the, um, the age group in general uh, not not about whether you get to Croke Park or play in Croke Park I think uh, minor football was 18 I played it myself um, and there is a, a, a sort of more adult uh, person that's, uh, that's a player that's, in, that's involved in it um, and I think the way things have gone with uh, I'm a teacher, so I, I suppose everyone um, is the full 18 now when they're doing their leaving search with the transition year and that. Like, so it's not impacting like it was maybe 10 years ago when people started thinking about change. I suppose so um, because I'm sure that people will, will talk about this and will, will. But it's as again, it's usually the people that are on the losing side that start talking about it. If we won today, we wouldn't talk. We wouldn't be talking about it in the 70s. We'd be talking about you know the great victory. Like so, um, I think. That's for the people in Go Bar to think about, but um, um, just, as I said, just very proud of the of the guys and how they how they uh, I suppose uh, how they what they did during the year and. Um, you know, I've told them in there, like, you know, nothing that's happened today takes away from that, like, and they need to have their heads up, and uh, as I said, you know, they had a great year, but it wasn't just to get to semi-final, we wanted to get to the final, so it, there is that disappointment, but they can be proud of themselves. Yes, Tomás Morley there speaking after today's defeat to Cork, uh, very uh, interesting stuff there about uh, young players playing in Crow Park and uh, his view on that, but uh, you can hear the disappointment in his voice as well uh, following that defeat to Cork uh, today, 4 12 that's how it finished in favour of the Rebels. And as I mentioned, the Rebels will face either Kerry or Galway, who go head to head at half past one tomorrow. All right, uh, back to Croke Park to get a full time report from Dublin's uh, win over Mayo. Full time Dublin, 314, Mayo 110. If Dublin were accused of being off the boil in the first half, they certainly turned up the heat in the second, with two Con O'Callaghan goals within the first 10 minutes of the second period, while Mayo scored nothing. The first Con O'Callaghan goal put two between the sides, which undid a lot of the great work done by Mayo in the first half, where they had 44 tackles as opposed to Dublin's 21. Dublin also worked out the Mayo kickouts and perfected their own. Seven games in eight weeks definitely caught up with the Westerners, but they never gave up, fighting for a crucial league Keegan Gold, but the recovery just wasn't there against a resurgent Dublin. Full time, Dublin 314, Mayo 110. So it is the Dubs who continue their drive for five, and it'll be Kerry or Tyrone who look to uh, stop them from getting that. A uh, half past three, the t- throw in time uh, for that one. Uh, Tottenham laying seeds to the Aston Villa goal, but uh, with 67 minutes on the clock, it is still Villa who lead by a goal to nil um, as things stand at Tottenham's new stadium there alright just briefly before we uh, finish up hand you up to Stevie G uh, for the block party um, going to go back and talk rugby now going to hear from uh, Joe Schmidt again and uh, speaking after today's win 
over Italy and uh, he was happy uh, with their play and this is him talking about what he wants to achieve uh, from these warm-up games. Yeah, I, I think we'd like to be able to play with uh, enough variation that we can we can challenge teams in close or, or with a little bit of width and um, as I said, I thought Reese's timing and, um, and accuracy, Joey hit the reach back for it a fraction but uh, he, he's a nicely skilled player and, and did that really well. I thought the variation in our kicking game in the first half allowed us to keep the pressure down their end or to get the ball back as Andrew Conway did really well. Um, and uh, Joey's little little cross kick for Dave Carney to get into big space in behind and, and put the ball through and then Gary Ringrose uh, destroyed uh, destroyed the ruck and, and, and we got that five metre scrum and that's you know, it's a great way to build pressure where uh, opponents aren't really sure how, how you're going to attack them. George, do you think uh, Chris Farrell made a case for somebody who can play both 12 and 13? Yeah, I, I think he took a step toward it. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's something that we know that all three of the other centres can do. Gary Ringrose uh, started his first test uh, as, as a 12. Um, and um, coming off the bench when Robbie Henshaw got injured um, he shifted into 12 so uh, he, he's a guy who can play 12 uh, as lean as he is Bundy obviously has played a lot of 12 for us and Robbie Henshaw has played a lot of 12 and at the same time those three players can play at 13 so it's something that we want to make sure the three or four centres depending on how we balance things up with potentially one of those centres being able to play on the wing um, I know it's a while since Gary's done it, but he played a lot of wing for Black Rock. So, you know, I, I think it's just trying to keep our options open a little bit at this stage so that we can get the, the best 31 away um, t- to leave these shores on September 11, which is, you know, a month away almost exactly. Yeah, it's Joe Schmidt there speaking after today's uh, 29 points to 10 win over Italy. Uh, we're pretty much out of time. Thank you very much indeed uh, for listening to us on the Big Red Bench this evening. We're just about to head down to uh, St. Commons Park where hopefully we'll be talking about the Cove Ramblers winning the first round of the FA Cup. They're taking on the holders, Dundalk. Uh, Ramblers have named their team. Just one change from the side that uh, beat Shells. Greg Henry comes in for Matt Lamb. Our podcast will be online shortly as well. You can get that on redextra.ie and uh, wherever you get your podcast from as well. You can get on Spotify, you can get on iTunes, wherever else you get your podcast from. You can get that there. We're back tomorrow from 6pm where we will uh, begin our preview of the All-Ireland Under-20 hurling final. We'll hear from the Cork Camp. I was down at that press night last night in Parkland. We'll hear from uh, the Cork Camp. Uh, we'll also uh, be talking to Rockmount on tomorrow evening show. Reaction to come from tonight's game down in Commons Park as well. And of course reaction to come from uh, Kerry and Tyrone in the All-Ireland football semi-final. Who will be facing the Dubs? in the final in three weeks time and can anyone stop the drive for five in a row Stevie's up next with the block party enjoy the rest of your Saturday night folks Uh, we will talk to you tomorrow from six miss the show grab the big red bench podcast at redfm.ie Cork's Red FM